0: So is everyone calmed down from that seven to six crazy Pens Cats game? I hope you all are. What a crazy frickin' finish. In today's episode, we're gonna get into everything regarding this crazy game. To start though, the core and how they put the team on their backs to win this one. It's all coming up right after this drop. You're locked on penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to a late Tuesday edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the shows, Twitter at LNRScorePenguins. And of course, Thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. You can visit fanduel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So, Penguin 7, Panther 6, one of the craziest games of the 2022-2023 Pittsburgh Penguin season to date. A game that they needed to win, especially standings-wise, and they pulled it out and... Heroic fashion, but who were the stars of the day here? You guessed it. The big three. This is a classic game where some people that wanted, you know, some of the big three gone over the offseason. Hope you a Crow, especially for this one. What a performance from Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and especially Crystal Tang. We are going to start right there for this episode. Crystal Tang, first game back in almost a month first came back also since his father um, really sadly passed away. You know, I still send my you know condolences to him and his family and his friends during this very difficult time. Um, and you can tell that he was really playing for his dad tonight. What a performance that he put on display um, for the penguins tonight, two goals, two assists gets his third and fourth goals of the season. He was absolutely on fire tonight. The penguins, it it looked like he was maybe going to be a bit weird because he was uh skating with Brian Dumoulin for this game. I had noticed that earlier on in the day. I'm like, I I don't know about that one, Mike. Uh, you know, I I think what their logic was with that, Pedersen Petrie's been one of the best second pairings in the league. Um, you know, the third pairing, they can really do whatever they want. POJ with Chow Riedel, it's been fine. I thought that third pairing was also really good tonight. Brian Dumoulin, for the most part, was fine, but you know, you look at the top of hockey stats cards tonight when you um, when you use the data from natural stat trick, Letang easily um, the Penguins' best defenseman tonight, only behind Drew O'Connor, Ryan Killing, and Dayton Heinen uh, for the best skaters tonight. Um, for um, offense, offensive impact above average, Letang was well over one, so he was elite with that. And then also in terms of just you know production, miscellaneous, face-off penalties, player points, individual act- actions, excuse me, well over three. The only way uh, place where he gave it back a little bit Was his defense a little bit below average with that? But offensively tonight, he was spectacular. I hope everyone out there chronicled what he did. Wink, wink. You all, everyone that is on Penguins Twitter, I think knows what I'm talking about. But spectacular performance from him. What a rip to win that game in overtime with less than a minute to go. Alex Lyon, you know, I don't really think knew where the puck was. But, you know, great feed from Gino, And um, after a couple bad power plays, you know, PP really woke up tonight with two, three goals from that um, unit. Really nice to see that tonight. Moving on a little bit, Evgeny Malkin. He gets um, another goal tonight, his 17th of the season. Just a bomb from the right circle. And it's almost like, again, I will keep saying this. Keep feeding Evgeny Malkin. One-timers on the power play, and you will see the reward. And that is exactly what happened tonight. They 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 kept flirting with it. Malkin fired a couple one-timers. You know, a couple of shots were blocked. The one that was not, though, Lyon had no chance on it. Malkin scores with five minutes left. Probably should have been the game winner. Casey DeSmith was not good tonight. I will get into that later on in the show, and we'll get into if this is going to be the norm for him or if this is just an outlier. We'll, we'll, we have all that to touch on and a lot more. But, you know, Malkin, he also brought it just a ridiculous one-timer. And I'll keep saying this, too. I obviously know Alex Ovechkin probably has the best one-timer in the league. I think he's the greatest goal scorer to ever live. The Penguins will see him on Thursday. I will have a full preview episode for that on Wednesday. But in terms of one-timers after Ovechkin, there's probably not many many players that you can say have a better one-timer than Malkin. He absolutely lasers that thing. When he gets the puck on his stick, it is a sight to behold. And again, Alex Lyon, no chance on that one. Two, you know, great goal, three great goals, I will say, from Crosby, from um, Malkin and Letang combined. And, of course, you cannot forget Sidney Patrick Crosby. Um, Ryan Longberg made the mistake of poking the bear just a little too much. Um, you know, they were engaged. Uh, from my vantage point, I was there with my girlfriend, Um, no, you, you you do not. Um, She's like, I think I'm about to sneeze. I'm not sure if it's coming. Okay, come on. If it's gonna if it's gonna come, you you can I can sneeze anytime now. Okay, I think it's not gonna come. Anyways, that would have been really weird. Anyways, you know, Longberg and Crosby were kind of engaging in a lot of pushing and shoving for 15 20 seconds. Longberg was baiting Crosby to fight. He was about to drop his gloves. He's like, Come on, buddy, come on. Sid's like, nope, not gonna do that. And you know. Again, that that would have been stupid. Um, you know, you're going off the ice with if he would have engaged in a fight with him, you would be going off the ice with a career third, fourth liner. You know, that's that's a trade off the Panthers would take every time. Glad that the Penguins, or excuse me, glad that Crosby saw that and was just like, no, screw that, dude, we're not doing that. Um, but right after that, when the bear was poked, he said answer the bell, um, picked off a turnover, the blue line on the power play comes in all alone, goes backhand five-hole pass line and that thing was wide open you could have hit a beach ball um in between that space that was open for Alex Lyon's uh five hole and that celly that Sid did haven't seen too many of those this year from the captain uh you know he did a um I, I read his I read his words I read his lips excuse me where he was basically just like effing right you know I'm sure you all that listen to the show can translate that you know I'm not gonna say the whole world word on this podcast but you know he he did a pretty big celly there he was fired up after the goal, but tonight, just, you know, a ridiculous game um, from the, the Penguins core players. And that, this is the kind of game that, you know, how, 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 do, I, how do I want to say this? Um, <clears throat> this is the kind of game where you just have to be so thankful that the Penguins decided to bring back all three of Crosby, Malkin, and Latang the year. Letang, four points in this one. Crosby, a goal and two assists. Malkin, same stat line. You know, just tremendous stuff from all three of them. And without all that production, the Penguins, they do, they do not come out in front of this game. So I really wanted to spend this segment going into the core, saying they are the reason why they won this game. And you also just say, you know, for those some people that think that Crystal Tang is not important to this lineup, you know, learn more about the sport. Because you all saw how good he was tonight. He can continue that pace for the rest of the season. Not even that pace with four point games, but if he can continue to look that good in the offensive zone, <clears throat> Penguins going to win a lot more games here down yeah, the stretch. They have to get Tristan Jari healthy. They get into that in this next segment. But man, just a, a tremendous game from fifty eight and eighty seven and seventy one. Yeah, I can't, I can't say enough um, about them tonight. You know, you, you dive into the stats a little bit more. Um tonight, um the top line of Denzel uh, Crosby, Rust, when Crosby was on the ice. The Penguins had sixty percent of the shot attempts. They also had fifty-eight um, percent of the scoring chances, fifty percent of the high danger chances. Um, expected goals fifty-one point four percent. So not bad in terms of that. Um, looking else to see here. Um, when Latang was on the ice, if you want to just go individually, um, when he was on the ice, the Penguins had sixty percent. Of the shot attempts, they also had, if I find this correctly here, 59% of the expected goals for and 63% of the scoring chances for, 62% of the high danger chances for. All of that comes via 5v5. Um, the data matches the eye test, tremendous games from all three. So, yeah, that's how in this first segment, um, I'm sure you all are wondering what the heck was wrong with Casey Smith. I got good news for you. Coming up right after this commercial break i'm going to tell you what exactly was wrong with DeSmith in this one and if this was just an outliner for him or if this is maybe the norm for him going forward but before we get into that the wonderful new little overlay for fan Sportsbook sports book here the nfl playoffs are here with the conference championships this weekend we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they are the number one sports book in america they are FanDuel. And if you are new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. And you can sign up to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player bobs. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay bet. So I've had some experience doing some same game par- same game parlays in the past. Have not won too many because I've I've missed out on just one of my bets and my parlays. But they are still fun to do. A lot of money lines though, you know, have hit for me in the past. It's all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans do not miss out. Place your first five dollar bet. To get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and locked on. All right, I'm back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show, Twitter, so LRSR Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. All right. I had to take a sip of my water there. So, let's get right into it. Um, easily the worst player on the ice night for your Pittsburgh Penguins was Casey DeSmith. Made a surprise start. Excuse me. Um, Tristan Jari was expected to be the starting goaltender night Was announced as a starting goaltender after the morning escape. Um, Mike Sullivan said he found out right when he got to the ring that he was not going to be playing. And... You know, we all saw that. DeSmith led them onto the ice for warm-ups. Charlie was not there. Sullivan confirmed after the game that it is a upper body injury. So, for those wondering, it is not related to the groin injury that he had over the past couple of weeks. Um, that looks like it is healed. This is a new injury. I know. I've already seen some jokes on Penguin's Twitter about, oh, this is Bo Bennett part two. No, there are limits, people. There are limits, here. But... I will say it is getting a little concerning that he has kind of been made of glass at this point. No offense to him, but the injury count at this point is a little too much for me. You know, going back to last year, um, got hurt, had to miss most of the first round. This year, had a grand injury in Winter Classic. And now this, you know, that's three injuries in the span of, you know, what, seven months. Not good. Not good to say the least. So Smith comes in, he starts, and from my vantage point, I'm sorry, Jens. Looked like he wasn't even trying on some of those goals that he allowed. You know, even I went with my girlfriend tonight who, she, you know, she she's not the biggest hockey fan to say the least. You know, I'm getting her more into it um, now that she's here and, you know, now that we've been dating for a few years and stuff. But, you know, even she turned to me a few times and was like, does he even look like he's trying out there or is he hurting? You know, I didn't really have an answer. Part of me is wondering if he was a bit banged up because his movement on some of those goals was just really slow. His reaction time was awful. Uh, I don't know what that was. And, you know, this was easily, I think, the worst start of the season for him. Probably the worst start I think I've seen him make um, in his Penguins tenure. But, you know, this is the thing with the Smithians. He is the classic and I've said, I've used this reference a lot for different things for the Penguins this season and I'll use it again here. He is very Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He's either really freaking good or he's really freaking bad. And you know, he came into this game with a 904 save percentage. The league average this year is 905. So, he's trucking along league average. That's Fine goaltending. The problem with you know the problem you know I know people want to move on for a minute and trust me you know I was all for them moving on from Dismith in the offseason, but the problem is you know there are there are worse options than him. There are probably more worse options than him out there. Um, that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, I'll, I'll try to. I, it was probably it came out weird. There are probably more worse options out there than better options in terms of backups um, and K- for a Casey Smith. That's how I'll I'll say it. Um, It was just, it wasn't good enough, though. I will say that. I think you're probably going to see him play better And his next start. is hard to be worse than this when you give up six goals and that game should have been over in regulation. I mean, you know, the the Aaron Ekblad goal, for example, didn't even look like he tried to make a save on that. Um, The Carter for Hagee goal with two and a half minutes to go in the third period just got digged out of his socks. Um, I, I don't, he looked like he didn't even try to make the save on there. And, and that was a weird balance that got it to, that got it to Verhege in the defensive zone, but still make an effort at least, you know, the other goal that he allowed, I think that was the one that made it three to two. I think that was the other uh, Verhege goal. Um, Puck's coming down. I think it's Jeff, Pe- one of Jeff Petra, Marcus Pedersen that's trying to get back to it, but they're kind of leaving it be because they're expecting smith to come out. Well, he comes out. It's just that. He doesn't come out fast enough because you usually see the top goaltenders in the league be really aggressive when the puck is, you know, I wouldn't say close to the blue line, but, you know, kind of in that slot here, you know, I we used to see Braden Holby of the Washington Capitals come out, you know, past the blue line to really clear the puck. You know, I've seen Igor Shisterkin of and New York Rangers do this, you know, plenty of other goals. Elias Sorokin, I think, has done it. Um, and Smith was just not aggressive there. He was just way too passive. It was like, am I going to do it? Uh, should should I do it? Should I not? Oh, okay. I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do a really bad job of it. And Verhage gets the easiest goal of his life. He just pokes it right past him. It's like, commit to it in that situation. So, you know, just a really ugly game. If the Penguins had lost this game, um, you know, it would have been bad. You know, there there was just, there was no reason to lose this game because the Penguins outplayed the Panthers for the majority of this game. I'm going to get into some of the stats um, a bit after this, but um, you know, this team, you know, if Jari is hurt, you know, day day, you know, if he's out for a couple of weeks again, this team might be up a creek. I know they have the all-star break coming up. Thankfully, they have two more games for them on the Washington Capitals and the San Jose Sharks, but they need Tristan Jari to stay healthy for the rest of the season. They, You cannot rely on Casey to Smith to carry you through a long stretch of games. He's just, he's not built to play that many games. And, and, and you know, it's been like that for, you know, his entire career. Again, you know, he sunk tonight. That was probably his worst start of the season. But I will say this again for you all, for those that missed it. Had a 904 save percentage, league average is 905. He's also 30th out of 53 goalies that have played this year in goals saved above expected. Again, he is a regular run of the mill backup. I know, is this not ideal? Yes. Would I like to have someone like Charlie Lindgren from the Washington Capitals? absolutely you know when Darcy Kemper got hurt Lincoln went in there and was just amazing so you know I would love to have someone like that but the Penguins, they thought bringing to Smith back was the right move you know you can argue whichever way I personally think I don't you know it was the wrong move but you know they made that decision and you know that they're, they're living with the right they're living with it right now and they'll have to make a big decision after this season I think on both boys because if Tristan you know, if he's fine the rest of the way, but he's a bit banged up, and the same thing with DeSmith because he's been hurt two playoff runs in a row, there's just no way you can bring back this same goaltending tandem for what a fourth straight season at that point. So I don't think this is this start is gonna be the norm for DeSmith. I think six goals is a little bit of an outlier, but you know, I am still worried about his inconsistencies as a net miner. He was not good tonight, easily was the team's worst skater on the on the rank. Has to be better if Tristan is if, if Tristan is going to be out for the next couple of weeks or something like that, you know, because again, it looked like he wasn't even fully trying on some of those, uh, some of those goals against. I, I'm sure he was, you know, I'm not going to question, you know, saying like, oh, he was definitely not trying. It's just from my vantage point, it looked like, you know, he had a little more to give on some of those goals against, but that's just me speaking. Um, so final segment, um. I think the bottom six tonight was terrific. I'm going to go into more detail as to why they were really freaking good tonight. But before we get into that athletic greens, let's go into that a little bit more. I use it literally every day. I started taking it because I didn't have time in the morning to really work out. I wanted better gut health, more energy. You know, also, you know, I hate taking pills and vitamins and all that stuff, but you're probably wondering, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special ingredient supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus and aging. All of those things. It's also lifestyle friendly. What do you mean? Keto, vegan, dairy free or gluten free. Also contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good, also has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five fruit chiro packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreenscom slash network, Again, that's network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So tonight, it's not often you can say this. Penguins not got not just one goal from the bottom six but two. Oh, I know gasps. Crazy, right? I know it happened. Drew O'Connor got one and lo and behold, I put a tweet out because Dan Hyman came in on a partial breakaway earlier in the game. It looked like he didn't really got much on it. One of these days, Dan Hyman is going to score again. It turns out this game was the one that he was going to score again. Finally gets his first goal since late October, his fourth goal of the season, believe it or not. In um, his celebration, he he was fired up. You know, he did a nice little fist pump there. He, he was hype, to say the least. Um, really nice to see Hyman get rewarded. You know, he's you know, he been on healthy scratch territory for a lot of this season just because he hasn't been good. But, you know, I thought he was working hard all night, was really forechecking well, got some good looks. Glad that he was able to bury that one from the side of the net. And then even Drew O'Connor, he was the one that actually made it um, – four to four um for the penguins um just an awesome goal for him you know he was he was a wrecking ball behind the net you know really using his body um to separate man the man from the puck really and you know, also generating some solid scoring chances he is a good fourth liner decent defensive metrics as well you know he, he really does it all and i even put this out dirt um during the game, I'll get to his goal in just a second because it almost looked like for a sack that he was not going to score on that, hit the post, was able to get it back, banged it in the net. But, you know, he is a perfect fourth liner for this team. He does everything well offensively, defensively, throws his body around behind the net. You no, know, he was knocking on the door for another goal tonight. I really like what he brings to the lineup. And funny enough, you know, the underlying numbers support it. You know, in nine minutes tonight at 55. When he was on the ice, the Penguins had 63% of the shot attempts. They also had um, 66% of the actual goals, 77% expected goals rate, 72% expect, uh, um, scoring chances rate, and 75% um, high danger um, chances rate. He was terrific. And also, even the fourth line tonight, for the most part, with Heinen, Paling, and O'Connor. When they were on the ice, 61.5% of the, of the shot attempts uh, for the Penguins. Two goals for, no goals against. Cannot say that very often. 85% expected goals, right? 77% scoring chances, right? 75% high danger chances, right? The fourth line was terrific tonight. And when Josh Archibald is back, I am really curious to see if the fourth line can get even better. Because Archibald has been decent this season. Again, I will gladly eat crow on that. I didn't really like the signer in the offseason. I didn't think he was gonna to do too much. He has four goals when he's healthy. And you know, he's probably been one of the more consistent players in the bottom six when he hasn't lineup. So based off how the fourth line did tonight, I think they would probably maybe put um Heinanoff. If I if I, if I have it right, if you have a fourth line that has Paling, Archibald, and O'Connor, something like that, let them cook. You know, maybe <clears throat> you know, maybe it's even a Blueger Paling Archibald fourth line because Bluger looked fine next to them uh, early on in the season. His numbers have kind of tanked since, you know, that's also something that I think the Penguins could really work with. So the bottom, you know, the fourth line tonight was just on one, really getting some solid zone time, getting um, to the dirty areas of the net, solid swinging chances. Defensively, they really, they weren't really giving it back. The third line I thought was okay. Um, Jeff Carter, you know, didn't really do too much tonight. Brock McGinn, you know, he's, not really doing too much right now anyway, but, you know, in terms of a fourth line, I think the Penguins could have something going there if they're able to stay healthy with it for the rest of the season. You know, that, that's what I really noticed tonight from Drew O'Connor. You know, he, you know, he, and I do think when healthy, he is one of the, this team's 12 best skaters. Does Mike Sullivan agree? I don't know. When the team is healthy, probably not, Um, but, you know, we'll have to see. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of players um, in this lineup you know that will really be, um, <clears throat> excuse me, just fighting for their jobs, you know, to be honest with you. That's how I see it. So, really solid stuff from that fourth line tonight. So, probably, I think, one of the best games I have seen the fourth line have all year. But there's a tremendous win for the Penguins tonight. They, there's really no way to sugarcoat it. It was a massive game win for this team because right now. I'm checking the scoring as of late tonight, right now. So you gave the Panthers a point, but you still gained another point on them. Right now, the Capitals are down 3-2 to with four minutes left in the third period. If they lose, that is in regulation. That is big for the Penguins because they have the tiebreaker over the Capitals. And they will have three games in hand on them, plus being tied in the standings with them. Also now five points ahead of the Islanders, two games in hand on them. Three games ahead, three games in hand on the Panthers. Um, But they're, you know, the Buffalo Sabres. They did win tonight. They beat the St. Louis Blues 5-3. So they are three points back of the Capitals. And the Penguins, um, the, the, the Sabres also, um, have the same number of games played. Penguins, funny enough. So that's going to be a very interesting race. And the Penguins right now are three points behind the Rangers. Same number of games played as well. So big win standings-wise. We'll have to see who is at practice on Wednesday. There is a chance that Josh Archibald could be ready to go. Uh, for Thursday's game, and you know, that will be big for you know, potential more bottom six scoring. So, again, thank you so much for listening. That'll do it for this one. Really appreciate all of you listening. I'll be back with another episode Wednesday morning, Wednesday evening. We're going to preview the game against the Capitals, go over for some practice notes. Um, should be a really fun game, uh, between the Pens and the Caps in DC. The Penguins, of course, won the opening meeting this year, believe that was a four to one score that uh, snapped their seven game losing streak. We'll have to see if they can, um, get their, their second win of the year against the Capitals. And then that's a Caps team that's banged up again right now. Joe Nojon Carlson, uh, Tom Wilson left the game tonight. We'll have to see if he's available to go. Nicholas Bashroom is sick. T.J. Oshie is away from the team, but he'll probably be able to go for that game because um he's just celebrating the birth of his kid, his new kid with his wife. Congratulations to him. But yeah, that's all for tomorrow's episode. Again, thank you so much for listening. I will speak with you all on Wednesday.